You are listening to 757 Bytes, where we talk about innovation and entrepreneurship in the 757 community and beyond. To learn more about the 757 CoLab network of organizations, visit 757angelsgroup.com, 757accelerate.org, 757startupstudios.org, and be sure to connect with us through our social media channels. And we're back with another episode of 757 Bytes. Today, we are pleased to be joined by Ricky Eckert, founder and CEO of ClickIt. Welcome, Ricky. Hey, thanks for having me on the show today. So, Ricky, you are one of the new founders that just moved into Startup Studios not even a week ago. Tell us about your experience thus far being a part of the studio's founder community. Well, so far, you know, the first week was extremely welcoming with the um, onboarding two days and then having the talk with Chris. It was a really great introduction to not only the studio, but to the community as a whole. And then just having the opportunity to meet all the other founders in this incoming cohort. Ricky, you're currently working on a project, Click It, but this is not your first experience working in the startup world. Do you want to tell us and kind of walk us through your journey thus far and then dive into why you started Click It? My background is software engineering, currently a software engineer uh, full-time at uh, Book Outdoors, which is a brand new startup for booking outdoor reservations. Before that, I worked at uh, Fitted, and they were a B2B uh, e-commerce startup. And then I've worked for a few others. I've worked for Cobbler and five or six others throughout the years, and then uh, NATO Startup Factory. So I was over at the iLab for a few years in a startup hub for uh, development tools for NATO. So I've been always at that pre-seed up to like Series A, Series B. Uh, with them from the ground up and really like building out the products from the both the back end and the front end. And what led me to doing that own startup is just having products that I want to see on the market and having the ability to bring them to market. So enter ClickIt, solving that need. Tell us what ClickIt's all about. And ultimately, it sounds like that this is a passion project for you in some regards, that you are a collector of sort of unique specialty, more niche items there. And in the current marketplace, it's challenging to buy, trade, or sell those. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's not only meeting my needs, but you know, trying to help really everyone in the in the market space that uh, is kind of tired of scammers, um, resellers, and then just not having a community around the, the products and things that you love. So ClickIt is positioned to come in and, and be a community-driven marketplace where anyone can create a market, just like you'd come on and create a Discord server. It's kind of the same thing. So you'd create you know, your own marketplace and inside that marketplace, you could buy, sell, trade. You can interact with retailers and brands that are meaningful to you and your community. And as you grow that community, you you know, earn in the revenue sharing of that community. So it's really positioned to, to try to help eliminate uh, the problems that I see in marketplaces, which is just not only like resellers, but they're, they're overblown. So like when you get on eBay or uh, Etsy, or it's really just information overload. It's not exactly what you're looking for when you do type something in. It's not exactly like it's not to that niche that you really enjoy. So that's the spot I'm trying to fill. So with your experience working with a lot of startups at the ground level, at the ideation stage, taking them to raising money successfully, what made you, why now to start ClickIt? I think it's a good time to dive into, you, you've seen like kind of the microcosms across the, 
across the board for everything else, but we really haven't brought the microcosms to e-commerce yet. And I think it's a good time to do that. People are used to like Discord's more popular than ever. You know, you see the communities built out between Facebook and the way people interact with Facebook today. Uh, same with Instagram. And you see those micro communities being developed. I think it's just a really great time to bring that to e-commerce. And then outside of that, I think going in, into probably economic downturn, I think this is a good market space to be in to grow a business uh, to help people uh, weather that downturn. So like having one of the things, you know, being able to sell your things secondhand is putting them on the right buyer and the right buyer is finding the right market. So having these um, community-driven marketplaces, you know where to go, where the right buyer is and to find that right buyer. You had mentioned that you're a software developer by training and you've had the opportunity to work on a wide variety of projects over the years. What are some of the most impactful kind of stories or parts of the creative process that you particularly enjoy when you're doing front or back end development? It's always just um, being able to solve, really just solve the problems. So every stage you start at um, from just getting like the MVP out and you get more and more fine grained into it, but the problem sets are completely different. For me, one of the things I love the most is going through each one of those stages and solving those problems. Initially, like as you get the MVP out and finding finding product market fit and then uh, refactoring to scale um, and then, you know, taking in customer feedback as you start onboarding real customers that's always like the fun challenge and it's where I get like the most enjoyment in working in the startup community. You mentioned customer discovery and reformatting to scale, which I think is an important point to note that you can have an MVP to show proof of concept and that could look slightly, <laughs> if not very different to ultimately how that platform needs to look at scale there. And in order to make sure that you're developing something that customers want requires actually soliciting and getting their feedback. Talk about how important that process is there and some clues that have allowed you to successfully make that transition in some of your previous work experience. You know, early on engineer in a startup, you have to not only be a software engineer, but you normally have to like go learn about the problem space. You can't really code for a problem that you don't understand. So whatever space you're in solving, you got to go learn everything about that space. So in that, I think sometimes you come in with a mindset that you know what someone wants and, and you don't. <laughs> you never do. So I think it's really important to come in and be just completely open and a blank canvas. And the best way to do that is to get an MVP that barely works out. Get something out there and that is, it doesn't all have to be code. You know, when usually we'll say in machine learning and at first, and it's really just a human behind it, uh, clicking the buttons. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of completely unscalable solutions that we do. Um, for Book Outdoors, you know, instances unscalable, we, we have them make a reservation. And then for the ones that we haven't integrated yet, we actually just make the phone call, right? So it's something that doesn't scale, but it's really easy to prove out that we're, you know, we're working towards product market fit, get customer feedback and, and start making those changes. It's really important to just leave the assumptions at the door and let them drive it. But you also have to have like be the visionary. So you do have to see the vision, just like, you know, if you're Steve Jobs and you're like, this is the path. So sometimes you do have to tell customers what they want. You just can't be, you can't beat them over the head with it. So, so you got to make it right. It's their suggestion. 
No, absolutely. That uh, lots of golden nuggets there. And I think a lot of information that founders can learn from. You're a big community guy, Ricky. When you think about the 757 startup and entrepreneurial ecosystem, what comes to mind? So, so far for the past year, everybody I've interacted with, um, I've, I've interacted with a lot of startups from there. Uh, it's just how inviting and friendly everyone is. Um, everyone that I've met in not just the 757 startup studio, but inside Assembly, everyone's very willing to share what they know, uh, help you grow and put you on the right path. So, if somebody were to ask you that question five years from now, how would you hope to be able to answer that? Still the same. I mean, I think just being able to have a community that you, that you can walk into and help you or save you time. Just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a great idea. So having someone like to bounce that idea off, that'll give you, you know, truth. And I've seen that a lot um, throughout the community. I, I've seen, uh, you know, other founders come in with ideas and they've pivoted. You know, Sean you know, was in the last cohort and now he's pivoting. And to see that growth, like have that growth is great. And then just watching the 757 studio give a space for so many uh, underserved communities is really important. And I think just watching what the community has done and then Assembly and Grow has done for Norfolk as a city is amazing. I've lived here the entire time and watched them from, you know, Grow doing the Selden Market to the art projects to Assembly and now with 757 in there. It's just a great space to be in. I think five years from now, hopefully with the, with the other uh, wing open. We just see it grow even bigger. Oh, we're so lucky and appreciative to have founders like yourself that make it much easier to build this ecosystem from the ground up, Ricky. Before we close out, how can our listeners keep track and follow your journey and that of ClickIt? We are at ClickIt on everything. So it's C-L-I-Q-K-E-T on almost every single channel. Uh, and that'll be the best way. So I plan on doing launch within probably the next 30 days uh, and getting it out to in front of customers with, with limited markets and start testing. Terrific. Thanks so much for your time today and for everybody for listening to another episode of 757 Bytes. Until next time. 757 CoLab is a collaborative vehicle focused on growing an interconnected, inclusive, and impactful entrepreneurial ecosystem. 757 CoLab manages and coordinates the activities of three resources. 757 Angels, 757 Accelerate, and 757 Startup Studios.